It's showtime. Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. Now, even though I have two brand new episodes coming down the pipeline, I haven't edited it yet. It's uh, still in post-production. A nice vague term. I should work for a shitty purelator. Just have generic and vague descriptions about the whereabouts of everybody's product. A shipping label has been created for your parcel. Okay, so where is my parcel? Are you in possession of said parcel? Or or have the people I bought it from actually sent it to or haven't sent it to you? It has been scanned and picked up by who exactly? Is it is it the courier? Is it out for delivery? Answer me, damn it. Please schedule a delivery time. You've selected Thursday. Expect your package to be delivered between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. So should I go to work? Because if I work 9 to 5, there's a chance I can go to work and make it back and still be able to catch the courier delivering it. Can you condense that window a little bit? I don't want to be out a hundred bucks. And it turns out the guy who delivered it at 7 p.m. I could have been home for that shit anyway. Parcel was unable to be delivered. Issue with address. What exactly is the issue? And, um... Well, I don't even care. It's definitely fake. People have been delivering shit to my house for, oh, I don't know, at least 15 years now. There's never been an issue with my address... I know it's first world problems, but I'm willing to kill everybody at Purelator and their families over this. Yes, I clearly have some issues with Purelator. Maybe by the time you hear this, I would have got my package. They would have buzzed up. I wouldn't have, they would have hand delivered it to me. I wouldn't have had to go, oh, a flipping hour away to go pick it up myself and get sassed out by some uneducated, let's face it, uh, bitchy ass black chick. But let's just say I ain't holding my breath. But never mind that. That's not why I came on to record. I came on to record because I just watched the show. I thought it was new, but apparently, like, next week is the season finale. It's called I Can See Your Voice. I think that's what it's called. But it stars Ken Jeong. And this show is freaking genius. If you've never seen it, basically, they have, I think it's six uh, contestants on there. Six people who are all either lip syncing or singing for real. And it's kind of hard to tell on some of them is kind of really easy on some of them depending on how good their lip syncing is and you have to guess well not me but the person who's on the show and winning the money is there to guess which one is real and which one is fake 
And it's pretty cool. You go through six rounds. You guess uh, each and every round. You vote one person off. And whoever you guess will sing for real. No more lip syncing. And sometimes they're awesome. And sometimes they're really horrible. And if they're wrong, though, if they guess wrong, the game keeps going on. You just don't get the 10 grand because you get 10 grand per singer. And at the very end, you can trade in whatever money you've made to take a shot at the final person that there's a legitimate singer and you so you can get a hundred grand or you go home with whatever you uh, have banked so far which is 50 grand uh, maximum the dude at the end had me totally convinced he was a legitimate singer because they did something called interrogation and so the dude playing for the money asked him all kinds of questions and this dude had an answer for all of it he didn't hesitate. I don't know. I doubt it was like edited because there's only 30 seconds, but he seemed to know whatever the questions were. Maybe they were prepped ahead of time. They're like, hey, they might ask you this. Think of these. That has to be what it was, right? There's no way this guy was so good at lying. Because, you know, being a former actor, I don't know. I could probably bullshit. I haven't practiced it in a long time. In fact, that's what we were taught in theater school. There's this weird day at theater school where one of the teachers was asking us all kinds of questions. I don't I don't even remember exactly what it was, but a lot of it was well, no, I don't know. I'm 20 years old. I don't I don't I've never experienced that. I don't I don't know what that's like. Oh, I don't have one of those. I guess it's kind of like let's say someone asks you, "Oh, what's your pet's name?" You know, I don't I don't have a pet. But that was apparently the wrong answer. Like after all the awkwardness and a bunch of us being like, um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that. Like the answer is n- not applicable, I guess. You know, we all got a, a talking to afterwards where the teacher was like, you guys are professional actors. Sometimes you need to make it up. You need to be able to make things up. I'm like, this is a very weird, hokey uh, assignment here. An exercise in making shit up. Could you like? Could you have not told us that ahead of time? Be like, listen, I'm asking you a bunch of questions. You don't have anything. Make it up. That's different. I, then it's like, okay, cool. This is the objective of this. The hell, I have to troubleshoot what the the exercise of the day is supposed to do. As in, there's a lot going on here in theater school. Could you please just like not add extra nonsense and give you a reason to give a shit? There's enough shitting on. Well, mostly of me. But, um, yeah, so never mind these other people. Stop shitting on me is what I'm saying. Of course I didn't say that. I was a coward. There's so many opportunities. or There was definitely a need for me to say, hey, y'all need to back right off. But let's not open up that can of worms. I'm working on forgetting that world. Yeah, so this dude masterfully bullshitted uh, the dude uh, who... To his credit, went for it, traded in 30 grand uh, to try to win the 100 and walked away with nothing. But hey, man, that's how you got to play. Unless you're in a dire need of cash, like they're going to foreclose on your house or your store or whatever. Yeah, I would I would roll the dice. Sure, 30 grand is 30 grand. But how often do you get to go on TV and try to play not only for 100 grand, but be part of the festivities part of the show make it even more interesting but i'm not here to pimp this show even though hey it's ken jong's show gotta talk about fellow asians uh 
new project, I suppose. And he seems like a real nice guy. So, you know, he deserves it. And uh, if you've got nothing better to do, which in this quarantine, there's that's a very real possibility. Check it out on, I don't know, some streaming service. Probably, even if it's illegal, I don't care. Just watch the show. But why I had to record this episode, despite having two other episodes canned already, is because one of the singers... I think uh, she was called the Vegas Showgirl because they're all they all go by aliases like the accountant, uh, the drummer, the dancer. She was the Vegas Showgirl. Turns out she was not a she because they did a behind the scenes. One of the challenges showed a behind the scenes him. Yes, that's right. Vegas Showgirl, who is the like unofficial but still kind of endorsed by Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato impersonator, is actually a fat gay guy. I was so stunned because he looks like Demi Lovato with the makeup on. And Buddy wore a low-cut dress, looked like he had boobs. I mean, he had boobs, but not of the delicious type. This was like man boobs. It's like, dude the frick do you eat are you on like a strictly donut diet holy crap i mean i'm not very fit but i do pass for fit in comparison to this dude holy cow this dude's man boobs filled out that dress and with a quick shave and oh i don't know probably 15 minutes worth of doing makeup in a bathroom and a wig totally thought it was a woman Totally thought it was, uh, you know, if Demi Lovato let go. Totally looked like that. And though he had big man boobs, it wasn't to the point where, like, he had nice cleavage. But I thought she did. But it turns out that shit was drawn in. That was makeup. Like, it was 3D. That's how advanced makeup has come. You could draw cleavage. You could make it seem like... He got boobs of the female variety. I will never trust another heavily made-up bitch ever again. If you can make a fat barista guy, I think he was a server, some fat server guy, look like Demi Lovato, there's probably not much that makeup can't do then. There's a girl I know who fits that exact same description. This girl is like inches of uh, makeup she has like basically professional caliber makeup and like a, a war chest of this shit right i better keep my distance from her i used to have a thing for her i used to want to juke her there we go i got to use it again but now that i think about it it would definitely have to be uh the classic it would definitely have to be you slither on the ground all the way over to the window in the middle of the night, open it up, and climb the hell out before she realizes what you're doing. Because you don't want to be there in the morning. Now, I am more sure than ever, because I used to be like, yeah, she looks good, but I mean, that's a lot of makeup. There's a chance she's, not a chance, I know for a fact, without all that shit, she's at least 20% less attractive doable still but that's not the type of girl you stick around for she's a definitely a bitch you do not bring her home to mom 
I mean, even though I don't like my mother, that would be a nightmare. These two crazy bitches going at each other, destroying each other, and me and my dad in the process. I mean, I don't have really much of an interest in living, really. Like, I take it or leave it at this point. Um, but I don't know. That seems like a bitch way to go out. As a casualty between two women that you really don't even like that all that much. One's your mother, and the other's some big-breasted hoe from work. I don't even know if they're real anymore. I don't even know if she's a big-breasted hoe. She could have drawn that shit on with makeup. Uh, the amount of quality makeup that she has, that she spends like her whole paycheck on every month. After what I saw on Ken Jeong's new show, I don't rule out that she, she'd been drawn on that cleavage. She'd been drawn on those boobs. She's actually flat-chested and quite homely. So, to sum up, I started a brand new episode to warn you that never ever, not just date, just don't, don't even fool around. Next time you're at a club, you know, next time you out and about and some either really tall, somebody with like girth, but maybe it's like upper body strength comes up to you and they're heavily made up, you gotta assume that's a dude because if you listen to the Kenny Ho show I'm assuming you're not the type to draw in the bitches right I'm assuming you're not a babe magnet so if they're coming to you they're probably a dude and that concludes episode 287 of the I'm screwing around I can't have that that's like a 12 minute episode so I'll talk about that big, huge news that turns out was bigger than I initially had thought. Uh, WB, Warner Bros. has decided to put all their 2021 slate directly onto HBO Max on the same day as uh, release to the theaters. And people not happy about it. Well, at least people... With a vested interest, or not, in, uh, are not happy about it. I'm sure tons of people are happy about, like the consumers are happy about it. Like myself, I hate the theater going experience. Hate it. There is nothing worse, as far as I'm concerned, than a packed house full of strangers. Now, if I were a stud, you know, had a girlfriend, you know, I'm sure it would be nice. But I'm always going by myself. So when I'm in a packed house surrounded by strangers. Two of which are jabronis who take up both armrests from me. And who can like, and I'm sure it's happened to you, I'm sure it's happened to just about everybody on this planet. Who wants to deal with some jabroni who's sitting directly behind your seat and putting their goddamn feet up at times on your headrest as if you're not there. I've had pop splash on me, dealt with ass munches, having conversations during the movie. It's just a horrible, horrible experience. And now, that's a thing of the past. At least for now, I guess WB really wants people to buy into their HBO Max streaming service, which sounds legit. It sounds like, I mean, I'm looking forward to the, ah, I, I can't say I'm looking forward to, but... I wouldn't mind watching the the Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, Wonder Woman 2, 
And I know there was other stuff. There was other like DC properties that were going on there that I was looking, again, not looking forward to, but wouldn't mind watching. But unfortunately, I can't get HBO Max in Canada. They've got some deal with Crave TV that prevents them from setting up shop in Canada. So how it works is Crave, which is owned by Bell Media, has their own streaming service. And you got to buy into that and then pay extra for like a plug-in, the extra, the extension, the HBO extension. And it's not actually HBO Max. It's not like they're gatekeeping it. It's they have an HBO portal, but I don't think everything from HBO Max is on there. I think it's some select content that they manage to get the license for. And I seriously doubt they're going to get the license to these brand new movies that are dropping on the same day theatrically. I Call me a pessimist, but I doubt that's what's going down. So I'm not out of the woodwork yet, but it doesn't matter. There's no movie that's coming to theater that I'm going to go watch anyway. I mean, by the end there, that shit was strictly reserved for Star Wars. But Star Wars theatrically died for me after The Last Jedi. I definitely didn't go for whatever the Ray Skywalker one, Rise of Skywalker. In fact, I didn't even watch that on Disney+. Plus. I have Disney+, Plus, but I refused to watch it and give it hits. So I made it a point to go illegally stream that shit. That's how much I despised what they did with Last Jedi. So even though this pandemic, a lot of bad has come from it. But I'm sure if you talk to people who know their stocks and played that shit well, lots of good came from it too, including this scenario where now movies for for years i've heard people advocate for this exact same thing just put it online i'll pay for it the movie going experience i don't know maybe they're saying it sucks too but certainly it's very expensive for a family to do it even conservatively if you have a family of four and each of the kids need a a large pop and a popcorn that easily runs you at least 20 bucks and I mean per kid, so it's like 40 bucks. And even if you and the wife decide to, or I don't know, you and your partner, your man lover, your adopted kids are out for this night, it's 2020. It, that, that's, uh, that could be a new nuclear family. Who am I to judge? But even if y'all sit on the sidelines and don't buy anything for yourself... And honestly, I don't even remember the last time I... Well, it was Last Jedi, so it was quite a few years ago I went to a movie, so I don't even know the prices. But let's say they're 10 bucks each, 4 people, 40 bucks, 80 bucks, and if you drove there, $20 for parking, it's $100. Depending on how good or old Kenny-like your job is, that could be a day's wage or more, right? There are, le- there are legitimately jobs out there that pay the minimum wage, like 14 bucks. And it's like a four-hour shift. So what's the math on that? Like 56 bucks or some shit like that? Goodness gracious. If you're making 56 bucks a day, you might have to save up like six months in order to just watch this one movie. But if you have... And I didn't really uh, appreciate what Disney did either. Charging the premium wasn't at like $40 Canadian to watch Mulan. Now, I haven't really looked into this. 
I don't know that it's the same thing. I don't know that it's not. I don't know that it's if they're charging extra for day one movies, but I hope it's not. I hope the new norm is we're going to charge 15 bucks a month or something. Netflix is like at 14 now. So yeah, go right ahead. 15 bucks, but we're going to have the new movies. Sure, movie theaters are screwed, but guess what? I don't work at a movie theater, so I don't give a shit. I want to watch the world burned, quite frankly. This is way better for me. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm the only person on the planet that matters. So I hope every single studio follows suit. I hope moving forward, this is an option. And honestly, this makes HBO Max stand out. Just like if, how if Disney goes down this route as well, it's going to make them stand out as well. Because at this point, every freaking network, every single media entity is trying to set up some kind of streaming service. There was even a Stargate streaming service, which made absolutely no sense. It's like, wait a minute, you're, you don't even make new content. There is no new Stargates. If I'm that into Stargate, I probably own all the DVDs already. Why the hell am I going to pay you a recurring fee in order to watch this shit that I already own? Like, I think NBC pulled friends from uh, at least American Netflix. It's, I think it's still on Canadian Netflix. In order to make their own streaming network, which really defeats this movement. Yes, everybody went cordless because Netflix is a much better option, or at least used to be a much better option, because it had just, like, everything on it. But now, by everybody having their own, you're basically... It's basically like cable. It just now, it's on your internet. Which, I won't say nobody's doing it. I'm sure there's a bunch of douchebags. Maybe, like, massive losers who, like do not have a life all they do is watch tv they get money from the government so they don't care they're like oh yeah i'll subscribe to all of them but most other people you can't be spending 200 dollars a month on streaming services right that really that's worse than cable it really defeats the purpose of what netflix stood for and why you would go with that as an option if you're going down that road just keep your damn cable they still show stuff on there. There's sports on there. There's still a, you could still justify having cable, especially at the tune of two hundred dollars, right? But if the studios do this, if the streaming services offer this, this is that competitive advantage. This brings it back to that consumer-friendly uh, innovation that Netflix was, and I totally back it. I can see why people like Christopher Nolan don't like it. You know, because they got a vested interest. They've got the back-end deals and stuff. Uh, I get a certain percentage of however much the movie makes at the box office. And when you eliminate box office, they get jack shit. I get it. But I don't care about Christopher Nolan's bottom line. Unless he... I mean, he's the dude who took the stance, I will not make any more Batmans. Three it is. And then, and that's how we came up with this shitty DCEU here. I guess your morals and principles aren't that strong, huh? When it comes to the, you not getting your money at all. I guess you could say no to Batman because you knew you were going to make your money elsewhere, but now that money is going to dry up. Bite me, bitch. Sooner or later, I'm going to be watching all kinds of movie in the comfort of my own home 
far, far away from the mouth-breathing, smelly, fat dude who ruined the Age of Ultron for me. Which is tough to do, because Lizzie Olsen was in that. But never again will Lizzie Olsen movies be ruined by unwanted company of strangers at the theater. All right, that's it. And until next time, you take care of yourself. Toodles!